Hey friends, this is the Real Marriage Podcast, and we are your hosts, Griffin and Heather Gilstrap. And here's where we dive deep into some conversations that must be had so that you can live out the marriage of your dreams like I am with the man of my dreams. Oh, hey. yes. <laughs> she wrote that down. I actually did write that down. <laughs> So we played soccer last week. Uh, We told you guys about that. And we're just going to give you an update. First things first, we tied and we didn't die. Yes. So close. How how are you actually feeling? Uh, I pulled a little little (laughs) hamstring kind of thing. Um, Got a little too excited. Well, don't you think that like in your mind, you're still a division one soccer player, but your body is like, what are you doing? When I, when I was thinking about that night and the goals I was going to score, I mean, the second like run I made, I'm like, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was cold. It was wet. And uh, we did stretch, like the fields weren't ready. The lights weren't on. We had like 10 minutes to just get out there is a joke. I mean, it's kind of how it should be. But after, I think it's been three years since I played. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. So I did. I kind of tweaked. I say I tweaked my uh, my hamstring a little <laughs> bit. I'm a little worried about tonight. Well, we play at 9 p.m. Ah, what a joke. I'm in bed at 9 p.m. Every yes, sing- yes, you are. <laughs> every single night for like the past two years. So I'm really not too sure how this is going to go, but um, just be praying for us. Pray for yeah. my knees. It was fun. Heather's knees brutal, guys. There's no reason she should be doing that. I really probably shouldn't play. But I've been told I'm going to need knee replacements. What's funny is we're the, I think we're the oldest. Are you serious? Besides uh, the two guys that couldn't make it, <laughs> which is like, what is happening? We're the oldest. Which is good for our team because, you know, we it's weren't bad. We tied. Tell me how... This is sexist. It's two <laughs> two points when a girl scores. Yeah. One for a guy. Yeah. So we scored two and then a girl scored. And I've never seen a happier person in my she life. She was so happy. Like I told her good job because she was, <laughs> she, I think it's her first goal in her whole entire life. Hey, that's the best thing that's happened in her life for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, I was really happy for her. But yeah, we tied even though we won. Terrible. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we'll move on. So we are we're going rapid fire today. Uh, Griffin was a little late getting home. We've got to pick up the kids here soon, but we're gonna just dive into I think a really important topic: this idea of not losing yourself in your marriage. We're gonna expand that a little bit even to kids, because as you know, that's our world, and maybe Heather a little bit harder the aspect of kids. And we we just want to talk about keeping. How do you keep your individuality when your union together to becoming one, right. one flesh? And what should you still have this individualized goals, dreams, desires, or do you have to kind of yield some of that, all of that? Hello, airplane coming <laughs> in hot. Um, I think there's a tension there. And I know for me in ministry, I've seen this. And this problem doesn't necessarily end in divorce, I think, but I have seen it end in a lot of tension in marriage, or we've just kind of settled in a place that we're going to have our own space or our own separate thing, or man, maybe there's bitterness on one side because the individualized losing yourself happened for like 10 years and you didn't say anything about it, right? And it just became bigger and bigger and it became a problem. So I think this is huge. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> what are you looking at over there? I was thinking about what I thought you were going to ask me a question. I was ready to go. 
I love it. Heather's over there. I was like really thinking through what you were saying. I was I was actually really thinking about our marriage and our life and and kind of how things have progressed and how I feel like this has been way harder for me than it's been for you. Yeah. Um, mainly because your by God's grace and sovereignty, your plan and purpose and calling was laid out like before we even got married. So not that it's been an easy path, but it's been mostly clear. Yeah. You'd say. Yeah. Um, so he knew his passion, his purpose, knowing your purpose is everything. And I just feel like when we got married, mine was a little more muddy. <laughs> it just wasn't clear. And so when it came to feeling like I was losing myself, I just became so engulfed in supporting Griffin, being there for him, encouraging him, um, being at any event he had at church, just being all in with him. Then having children, add that on top of it, mm-hmm. of being all in with my kids and pursuing, just raising up these children um, for God's kingdom. I often felt really, really lost in yeah. the midst of it all. Well, it's weird because when you think about marriage and parenting, to be successful in it, you almost have to be extremely sacrificial. Yeah. It's a built-in, if you're going to do well, you have to be unselfish. I mean, especially with kids. But, you know, if you're married, newly married, you're learning, like, we're going to spend time doing what he loves or go to the restaurant she loves. Some of that, there's just the give and take. Mm-hmm. With kids, it's a lot of take. Like, they're taking from you because they need you to survive, yes. right? So, it, so it, it's kind of another step of... So you're trained to to do well, to be sacrificial, but where's the line mm-hmm. in protecting, making sure that you're still taking care of yourself, you're still healthy, focusing on things that are helping you move forward and grow kind of thing. And I think you're right. My, my path has been clear. And I think that's part of the dynamic that's been interesting for us is figuring that out. You know, mm-hmm. what I need versus what you need is different because you are still finding yourself when you say like our 20s, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was like this big kind of an adventure exploration of, wow, Griffin's like on this track. And then you're kind of discovering I what think, that fully looks like for you. I think a lot of people in their 20s can feel that way because yeah. you, you think, okay, I'm out of college or I'm out of whatever season, whatever that looked like for you. Um, and now I'm here. And you just in your mind, I think we think that the 20s are going to be this like free, awesome. I look great. I feel great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like I'm going for it. I'm it's an adult. Step. I'm yeah. an adult now. Freedom. It's like, ah, oh, well, you're actually just going to get slapped in the face a lot <laughs> by adulthood yeah. with the responsibilities and the shift. And like, if you're not in your college bubble anymore and it's time to like understand real life yeah. and that can just be so hard. That's a good point. Because even when you get into a job and it's not your dream job and you're not pumped about it, it's like you feel like you're losing yourself in that. Or you or, feel like, oh no, I just spent four years on this degree and this isn't, I don't want to do this. Where did it land me? What the heck do I do now? Right. And I see people scramble and be anxious and and just feel really lost. Yeah. When I think, going back to you, I think that there's a part of that where that's part of the reason I think we had kids early. Because you you didn't have a career path you were excited about, which no. is so a beautiful thing about a creative like you who's so gifted and talented. It's not always it's not just always a clear cut path of success or like fulfillment, mm-hmm. I guess, in kind of what the job and a money and that kind of thing looks like. Right. No. It's- and so it was like, oh, we should have kids, and then that just made things harder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It made it less for Heather 
and fulfillment for you and like a personal, like from that standpoint. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think I also struggled with, um, and it wasn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I was jealous of you because I, I genuinely didn't feel that way, but I felt like I was behind you. Yeah. Like I felt like you were just moving ahead of me in life. And I was just back here. Like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I figure out like what I'm supposed to do? Mm. So it caused like a separation, I think for me in between us, but it, I was never, I didn't feel jealous. Cause yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. You're, you felt behind the schedule. Well, yeah, I literally, there, there would be a lot of, it puts you in a position where you would celebrate good things for me. And you genuinely did that. Yeah. But, it, but in the quiet moments, thinking about yourself, your future, Ooh, when do I get there? Yeah. Right. Or where's there? What am I doing? What, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and Heather, think- just stay home with all the kids. <laughs> Take care of the things. Oh, man. Well, I think also, too, our culture's created like you graduate high school, you go to college, yeah. you get a good job, you yep. get your 401k. Why are, Why is it those numbers anyway? Um, you get married and you have kids and you have this house and this is the path you take. Mm. And when you're thinking, oh, no, I'm 30 and I'm not married yet. Oh, no. Like my ovaries. <laughs> There's just a lot of these things. You're like, I'm not keeping up with this schedule that yeah. our culture has Absolutely. created yeah. and you can feel super far behind. And then people throw in, I'll be out and they'll ask me, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm just home with the kids. Like, oh, you're just a mom. Like that word just. You just want to punch someone in the face. Like I could just write a whole chapter of a book on the word just. <laughs> like when you throw that in front of anything, oh, you're just a nurse. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Like right. you're you're just a pastor. It's like, yeah, I'm just saving souls for the kingdom. Well, that means they, they don't have a clue what goes into it, really. True. Yeah. But and anyway. you would like to tell them. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we've dealt with this. I, mainly, I think in your case, some of that. Um, and you're creative. It's a personality thing too, of like not wanting to be boxed in. And oh no, all, I can't be boxed in. Yeah. And so some people feel like that when they get married and like, wait, I can't hang out here. I can't have this free time to go mm-hmm. do that. Or I can't be with the guys playing golf four and a half hours every Saturday and sports. And it's like, man, how much do I have to give away Yeah. now that I'm married 10 years into married with kids? It, it's hard. Right. It's really and so hard. we want to talk about three ways we're kind of learning and trying to implement our own lives of how not to lose yourself within marriage, family, kids, and all that kind of thing. So let's talk about the first one. And it's very practical, very simple, but not maybe not as easy as you think, but it's to make time for yourself. Make time for yourself. And I would actually, Heather, we love being around each other so much. I don't think we've done very well at this. I had a hard time with this. You're obsessed with me, okay? <laughs> um, no, I I think when we first got <laughs> made, I am. I love you. You're really cute. I think... Wait, oh, sorry. What? You have a good thought coming, but do you remember like when early on in our condo and those sweet brown sofas my parents and my brother gave mm-hmm. us, <laughs> we would like, I would sit on a different couch and you would, you'd be like, why aren't you next to me touching me? Yeah, I like, remember. I don't know. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or if, like, if we were in a different room, it was weird. I don't understand. Well, Why can't we be together all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I struggled so much when we first got married. I think a lot of it was really out of fear of, I, didn't, I came from a divorced family. Like, we're going to do this, right? 
we are going to love to be together yeah. all the time. And That's but fair. I quickly realized like he doesn't like to cuddle. I am a very hot bodied person. So I'm like, I just would make him uncomfortable. <laughs> I would literally hear him like <sighs> like just and like adjust. I'm like, do you want me to move? Like you're making me sweat. <laughs> And then I also realized like, wow, we don't enjoy the same things mm. at all other than like soccer and Jesus. No television show. Like not a single show, movie, yeah. not a lot of music. Food. Like, like food. Yeah, it's all pretty much different. <laughs> that was a lot to adjust to, wasn't and it? And that was, I like was like, oh no, is this bad? Are and we meant to be? <laughs> I struggled with that. Yeah. I really did. Well, let's go into the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just wanted to, I was just remembering the early stages of that, but we haven't really, the point of that, we, we, for a long time, we didn't build time in for ourselves on a consistent basis, I guess. No. Yeah. Or if we tried to, the schedule would get messed up, you know, our schedules aren't easy, I guess you would say. Um, but I feel like now we've turned a corner and really consistently made sure to do that. I think it's because our life is so full to the brim. We are like, if I don't have alone time, I am, I can't survive this. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It won't be good for anyone. No. And now we see it. We see it in our parenting yeah. when we're not in a good place, how unhealthy, it comes how out. our tone comes out, our actions or lack of actions. Just, we can see it more visibly than when before it was just you and me. It was actually more hidden. Sure. Yeah. So we're in survival mode. And so if you don't have kids or that sounded extreme, but we got, we like have to. Yes. Or we will not be healthy. We'll be depleted mm -hmm. we'll, and we won't give our best to each other. And I think that's part of what we needed to get to, I think, is like be even you and I having time away and you go do what fires you up personally, because yeah. that may not be what I'm going to do. You know, it could be exercise, it could be writing, it could be playing guitar. You sit at the piano for 20, you know, five minutes and that like feels creative and mm -hmm. an, an expressive thing. You know, I want to go sit in silence alone <laughs> and not have any noise in my life. Your nothing box. You yes. Need to go to your this nothing is why box. I wanted a big house is I need a hiding place <laughs> with a door that locks, you know? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we learned to see what each other needed and value that in a different way of not taking it personal and just being like, you know what, like this is going to fill you up. And then when you come back to me, you're going to be healthier and you're going to feel better and you're going to be able to give yep. to me what you're able to, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, we've come to this, we just have come to this yeah. understanding of, of appreciating how each other are wired really differently and, and just making sure there's that, there's, there's like just a, a cushion for that space. Yeah. Like you we prioritize need, it. You need this, Heather. Like you have to go and write. Mm -hmm. And when I come back, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be a parent. I'm well, ready. Yeah, that's funny. It's usually now you're telling me like, you should go do this. Where at, at first it was like, wait, you're going to go. You're going to, it's like, no, yeah. my life's going to be harder if you leave. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, why don't you go? You get out. We're organizing our schedule for you to go write. Because mm -hmm. I have a wedding rehearsal tomorrow morning and we're going to do it in the afternoon, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's so important, which leads to number two, uh, which the second one is to make sure you're growing as an individual. Yeah. And this one's hard because I think you want to grow together and you should and you need to, but sometimes you can't wait for the other person right. or there's maturing that needs to happen in your own life. Mm -hmm. And for us, that looks like a lot of spiritual growth. Right. And, you know, that's kind of at the crux of, of how we do it. And that has to happen 
for each of us individually. And that merges in our marriage in many ways. But don't you feel like it's so, it's just key as on our own, in our own ways to just keep growing and moving forward and and getting stronger individually because that in turn affects our marriage. Well, I think because we're so different, our growth is going to look different. Yeah, true. Like, Like we're, you know, you see so many quotes. It's like, you be a flower and you be a tree and don't try to be the other one. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't see those quotes. <laughs> okay. Uh, it I says I think creative. We're on, Maybe it's on Pinterest. I think we're on different Pinterest boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the idea of like my process and my growth and my needs, uh, it's just going to be at a different pace and a different journey. And it's not going to be the way you grow. Yeah. It's just going to look totally different. Well, I think we have different roles too. So I'm in this organizational people, business, ministry, serving. He talks to adults a lot during the day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Your world is so different. So the demands on your world, your life are different Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so the way you function has to cater a little bit to what you're called to and what you're pouring into, right? Right. To be able to handle that. Um, You know, I, what I think is, when I was thinking about this part of the topic, as a married couple, being a champion for you to grow and like me as a husband looking at my wife and saying, I want to be supportive of your growth and I want to cheer you on when I see the growth and how you're, how you are with the kids now versus five years ago. And mm-hmm. we talk like that, you yeah. know, and a yeah. lot of it's You're like, good at that. well, it's like, you'll share where you feel weak and I want to pour into how you can grow kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. it's like, no, you're, you'll get there. And like, what if we thought about it this way? So I think when it comes to a marriage piece, it is a, it is a team effort to grow individually, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think you want to find yourself being in that support role that, the champion, the cheerleader of each other to, to help like spur that on. Cause sometimes you're so depleted to, you know, to pursue mm-hmm. that growth and to get stronger. My voice into your life, I think sometimes builds you up and yours in my life certainly motivates me yeah. to keep growing. Well, back to my awesome Pinterest tree flower. It's like, we have oh, to, please. we have to water each other. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, well, you're also, so excited to say I was, that. I had my hand she up. She put her hand like, up. I, I got I, something funny and also good. Water, yes. Um, you know what I'm saying, you guys. But yeah, there's an awesome verse in the book of Jude, which is uh, one chapter. Anyone can read it super fast, but it just says, build yourself up in the Lord. And then it, ta- it gives you three ways how. And so it's like growing spiritually, doing that on your own as well as together, and then emotionally learning ourselves. Um, we've touched on the Enneagram, things like that, like self-awareness um, is huge. And then and then that helps you be a better spouse the more you understand yourself as oh, well. Absolutely. And then the physically, whatever that looks like to de-stress and to feel refreshed and mm. then mentally having that as Griffin needs, like quiet. Um, and for me, it's, it's creative things. Mm-hmm. And other than if it's boxing, other, other than boxing, which I love you guys, it's like music or painting or something, being creative. Yep. Absolutely. So first to make time for yourself, grow as an individual. The last one, which is our world, is to not pour everything into your kids. Mm-hmm. And we've just got five minutes to, we could talk for days, we've also been joined by our youngest daughter, yeah. Skylar. Speaking of kids, Skylar, can you say, say hi? Hi. Ah, oh, there <laughs> she is. Um, 
So this one's so difficult because that's what I said earlier. When you're a, a good parent, it's very sacrificial, is very giving. And when you have kids, you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders to make sure that you're doing so well with it. And Heather, I think we have stumbled through this in some ways because I remember when we had our kids, you felt just extremely responsible and like, I have to do this right. And the stress of that and the, the weight of that. So I think there were some times where that maybe carried through to where it was like, man, always constant, constant. Your mind is surrounded by that. You stayed at home. You're, you felt so responsible, mm-hmm. right? But what, what was the shift, I guess, to, or what are the, what are the balances for you to kind of keep the barriers to where, I don't know, there's a, there's some space or there's a healthy approach to where it's not all consuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much to say. And I only have like three minutes. I know. I think some of it, uh, definitely, I put too much pressure on myself to be perfect. Mm. And I worried of what people thought of me. You know, I didn't grow up babysitting. I didn't play with other people's kids. I wasn't that type of girl at all. I played sports. Like that wasn't in my upbringing. So it was all new. It was brand new. And these are my own. And I had absolutely no idea what I'd never changed a diaper before our firstborn. And I made the midwife change the first one. And I watched because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I, I just, I put too much pressure on myself to be perfect. I put too much pressure on so afraid that I was going to mess it up. Or I read all these things on, you know, this is how you feed them and this is how they should grow. And this is the schedule for this. And, and I almost was like putting pressure on our baby girl our firstborn of like, okay, we got to reach this mile marker. And if she's not reaching it, then I'm failing. We're all failing. But I'm just, that's totally in the wrong mindset. And to Mm. where I just had this shift where I just felt like the Lord freed me from just like by my sovereignty, I gave you these four souls on purpose Mm. for a purpose. And the pressure is not on me, you know, let them be kids. Like, you know, someone just sent me a message because I saw a picture I put up of my son sucking his thumb. And I was like, I'm going to let a baby be a baby. Like, just let let them be their age and be planting seeds. Like, my job is just to plant seeds and to be a good example of that. Yeah. And I think when I really realized, like, if I'm not healthy and I'm not doing this well, they're seeing an unhappy mom. Mm. And that's not what following Jesus looks like. Right. And so it was just like this like this click went off in my brain of like, I get to show them day in and day out what it, what, it's look, what it looks like to follow Jesus, what it looks like to be a healthy mom, a happy mom, what it looks like to be a loving wife. And I want that to come out naturally, not forced, not like performed. Mm-hmm. Like this is who I am. So it just was a shift in the healthier I am personally, the naturally better and healthier and more joyful of a mom and wife and a daughter of God, I will be. I want them to hmm. love. It's like, ah, oh, if, if one of them says, I want to be like mommy one day, like that'd be, I'm winning at life. <laughs> like that's seriously. That's so So good. it was just a mental shift. Yeah. It was a freedom of release of pressure of this isn't on me. I'm not performing. Like, you know, like Jesus, it's, it's first you get to be with him and then go do where a lot of religions it's like first you do and then you get to be but it's just opposite it's just I don't know if that makes sense maybe that freed somebody but yeah it just that's what shifted it for me so good the pressure Mm -hmm. pressure of it and comparing all that well all the fears Mm -hmm. all the fears of am I doing this right and that was 
you have a high level of expectation of yourself, but can lead to pressure, Mm -hmm. right? And there's just going to be failure with children, right? And I think... I think that's good. It's not all on you. It's the same with marriage. And it's such a long-term game, yeah. right? It's a, it's a day-to-day building, 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 and being in a healthy place. But I think one of the practical things we've done <clears throat> is sometimes it's good for them to miss mommy. And you yeah. get away and it's like, oh, they woke up and mommy's, what's mommy doing? Oh, she's spending time with Jesus and she's writing and she's having some mommy time. And that's, it's good for the kids to know. Mm-hmm you're not always there. You're not always accessible and to get and mm-hmm. trains them to see like, oh, okay, and so then, that's important, which makes you healthier and their perspective of the relationship healthier. Yeah. Then they come home. I come home and they ask me how it was and I get to tell them, yeah, this is what God showed me. This is, and they'll, they physically see me full of joy. It's like mm-hmm. that can only plant good seeds. <laughs> it's good when mama comes in refreshed and happy and playing. And, yeah. And so we're not superhuman. We get depleted. We get tired. We get overwhelmed. And so kids, because it's so sacrificial, you've got to supplement that with healthy, personal fulfillment and, and pouring into yourself and getting away. Because later on in life, and I've seen this in other couples when they're so all in with the kids, the kids leave and you're stuck with each other and like, who the heck are you? Right. And do we make each other happy? Like, what is what is this? <laughs> and so you want to start building that in now. All right. So good. Thank you, Heather, for sharing a lot of personal stuff. We hope you guys enjoyed that a little quicker, but uh, such an important topic to make sure that we are protecting our own hearts, our own selves, keeping our individuality in the midst of this union of marriage. So we hope it's a blessing to you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We're so glad to be back with a new season. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, we are praying for you guys. And this is The Real Marriage Podcast. This podcast is produced by talkedits.com. You talk, we'll edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoy getting to know Griffin and Heather. For more information about them, visit realmarriagepodcast.com. That's realmarriagepodcast.com. Thanks for listening.